This is Channel 253. Channel 253 is sponsored by Alaska Airlines. I'm Nate Bowling, and I fly Alaska. To book your next trip, go to alaskaair.com. What say you? Real sisters. Real talk. you down-to-earth conversations between sisters about life work family and the pursuit of an anti-racist community hi i'm audrey and i'm melanie what What say say you hi friends this is melanie i'm without my sister audrey today she's traveling for work so i thought i would offer you an Intimate reflection of my trip to Norway as the Tacoma Peace Laureate. Mm-hmm. I want to give you some insight into my experiences, especially attending the Nobel Peace Prize ceremony. What an amazing honor to witness Dr. Dennis Mukegwe, a surgeon from the Congo, and Ms. Nadia Murad, a Yazidi woman, human rights activist from Iraq who received this global honor for their exemplary work in combating sexual violence as a weapon of war. Yeah, that was the theme for the Nobel laureates this past year. I invite you to listen to each of their acceptance speeches on YouTube to gain the fullest understanding. And just let me say, I remain extremely grateful to the Greater Tacoma Peace Prize Committee for selecting me as the Peace Laureate, which now you all know me as your 253 Peace Queen in the house. (laughs) Hi, everybody. Welcome to What Say You? I am without my sister today. Oh, she's traveling for work. Uh, Yet... I have a sister from another mother that is with me today that I'm so excited to share with you. The one, the only, Jewel Diamond Taylor is in the house. Hey, Jewel. Hey there. Say it like you mean it. Yes, ma'am. Hey, sister. So glad to be here sitting in your sister's spot. Thank you, Audrey. Yes, yes, yes. (laughs) What an honor. Flew in this morning from California. Yes, you did. this is going to be an amazing weekend. Every time I'm with you, it's electric. Yes. It's well, empowering. I'm living like that these it's days. It's expanding my consciousness. <laughs> and who knew? We've known each other yes. for 30 plus years. And who knew if we, if, you know, seeing my 30-year-old self back then and you. Never would have thought. Stepping out and being uh, the motivational speaker that you didn't see in the marketplace at the time. Mm-hmm. So it was your first time out in the circuits of speaking and our paths cross and yes. we're still together. Tell me about about yourself back then when I met you. What 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 was up? Well, when we first met, I was traveling with the African American Women on Tour. Shout yes, out to were. Maria Dow. Hey Maria. And it was like a laboratory for me. It was it was like a university. I had an opportunity to share the stage with some icons. I had an opportunity to really sharpen my axe mm-hmm. as a speaker and a workshop trainer for twelve years, crisscrossing the country. And there's not a 
time, a day that goes by or a speaking engagement that goes by or a Facebook post that goes by that someone says, I remember you from AWOT, which is mm-hmm. the acronym for that conference. Yep. So for you to reach out to me after those years and say, Jewel, um, what you said, what you poured into my life has made a difference. It was such a wonderful um, reward as a speaker because you often wonder, are you making an impact? Mm-hmm. And that's what I want to be able to do is to not only influence, but impact. You have made a big influence in my life, starting with, I don't even know if it was your first book, but I just remember Get Up Off of Your Assets. (laughs) Yes. You know, Get Up Off of Your Assets. I love playing with words. Yes, you do. I love playing with words. (laughs) Wonderful wordsmith. Yeah. And that got me thinking. It's like, oh, wait a minute. What am I sitting on? Mm -hmm. Exactly. (laughs) And somebody's listening right now is sitting on a a dream, a gift, a talent, an idea, sitting on their imagination. And hopefully people like you and myself that are just living out loud Mm -hmm. and living with great intention is going to spark something in someone. Yes. So for you and I to come together, the the synergy, the electricity that has happened, the love, the sisterhood Mm -hmm. is just something that I want to give to other women. I want them to know that it's possible, that we can celebrate each other, collaborate with each other, mm-hmm. and and just really make a difference. Yes, and we were, we were just actually coming from a South Sound Magazine interview that they did with me, and I spoke about that in, in the process of, with intention, we're being loving to one another. Mm-hmm. First of all, black women have not really had the role models uh, in our, for those of us in in this age group, I'm calling myself in the 60s decade, I didn't have role models of black women loving on each other and mentoring each other as I moved forward. You were the first. You know, you, you were the one that introduced me to what that looked like and how that could be. And then how I expand outside of my race mm-hmm. to other women mm-hmm. and bringing bringing us all together. And you do it with such great finesse. Mm. And the thing is, I think that one of my superpowers, Melanie, is kindness. Mm -hmm. And I, too, did not have role models. And I look back at the women, our elders that we stand on their shoulders. They didn't have anyone. So we are really a first generation to have the luxury to say, oh, I'm going to Africa. Oh, I'm going to the spa. Oh, I'm going on a retreat. I'm going to do what I want. I'm going to write a book. You know, Mm -hmm. so we didn't have those sheroes. And when I look back at the women in my life, they were tired. Mm-hmm. They were mean. But yes. why were they mean? Because they were tired. Exactly. <laughs> you know, and so they didn't get to live out loud like we're doing. And so I went through a process of forgiving my mother who was not emotionally available to me, my grandmother who died right next to me that was, I perceived as mean, but not realized when I found out the pieces of, the, of her story, a lot was imposed upon her that she didn't want. Yep. And... They didn't have the options that we have. And so my mandate to myself is break that generational stifling, that oppression, and really live my life on my terms and really make a difference and have a legacy so that when that last breath, last breath is gone, mm-hmm. I've made a difference. And you have. I, I'm going to keep saying you made a difference in my life because you're like a big sister, you know, not just a few years in front of me. But to see you actually doing your thing just gave me permission to just, see? for me, to just do the damn thing. And then I love it. And and unapologetically, because that was at a, at a point in time where I was still trying to figure out in my 30s, do I show up in the workplace as an Afrocentric woman? Mm-hmm. Do I show up in the workplace as a 
as an African-American woman with my pressed hair and, you know, pearls and blue suit trying to be that corporate person, what was my identity in terms of how I showed up in the workplace? And you, first of all, you gave me the courage to say, well, you know, I ain't got to show up to this workplace. I can create my own (laughs) workplace. I (laughs) call myself an entrepreneur. Yes. I gave myself permission to leave the plantation. (laughs) Yes, you did. And my father was a jeweler. That's how I got my name. And he, (laughs) I remember when he had... A bypass. He lived in Washington, D.C., where I was born, and I was living in California, working in aerospace and human resources. And I asked my boss, could I get up to go to my father's surgery? And he said no. Mm. And my father looked at me. He shamed me. He said, what do you mean? You asking what NASA if you world? can go yeah. to see your He said, da- what, mm. what is the, what's wrong with you? Didn't I teach you better than that? Well, I wasn't raised with him. But he he was in my life enough for me for for him to pass along that seed of independence, independence. and self-determination mm-hmm. and economic wisdom and community building. He, w- he would walk up and down the street on 8th and 8th Street and talk to all of the business owners, the mortuary person, the drugstore, the beauty shop. And I'm walking with him with my hand in his hand as a little girl, and I'm looking up at this tall, dark, handsome man laughing and smiling. And he would say, what do you know? Mm. What do you say? Yeah, and he never said hello. He said, "What do you know? What, what do you, you say? say?" And I get it now. What do you know, Jewel? And what do you say? Uh huh. And what say you? And what say you? That's where you are <laughs> right <love> it. now. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So, with all that background that we've given given our listeners, I want to get into like even deeper. You reap what you sow, right? We were just talking about even biblically Galatians six nine for mm-hmm. those that follow in the Bible. Like, don't ever get weary of doing good, right? Don't give up. Don't get tired. Because in due season, you will reap your benefits, basically, is what it's saying. Mm -hmm. And, like, all of this time in my life that I've been trying to do good, thinking I'm doing good, serving the people, it's it's been a hard road, but you're not serving or doing to... What am I trying to say? You're not serving or doing to be seen or to be heard. You're serving and doing to to do, to you do know, the work. to serve. Yeah. And so now I fast forward into my life and these the Norwegian people call me up and and tell me that I have uh one recognition as the peace laureate for Tacoma and for lifetime achievement in racial reconciliation. Mm. All my life, I've been trying to just get black people recognized and reconciled and, you know, dealing with the injustice. Mm -hmm. And I've been doing that in different ways. But, whoa, the white people, the Norwegian people say, I see you, Melanie. I see you. And we want to honor you for this work. And we want to send you to the Nobel Peace Prize ceremony. Girl, that is so amazing. You weren't looking for it. That's all Mm -mm. the more reason why you deserve it, because you weren't doing it for a reward and for it to be a lifetime. You're not you have so much more to do. Mm -hmm. But to get that adulation, to get that love, to get that recognition from your community and then globally certainly has been wind beneath your wings. And I was so honored 
the day you called me and you said, wait, are yep. you sitting down? I'm that's like, what yes. I wanted to. That's, that's where we want to take the audience. Because when they told me I had a plus one. Yes. Well, first of all, I was going to take Jaylene, my granddaughter. And many of you know Jaylene. She's 12. And mm-hmm. at that time, she was 11. Um and so my thought was, okay, yeah, I'm going to travel Jaylene with me. We're going to go to Norway. She's already been to South Africa and Namibia. I'm going to get her global girl on. And, you know, I told Jaylene, Jaylene, guess where we're going? Grandma's going to take you to Norway. We're going to go to the Nobel Peace Prize ceremony. And it didn't really resonate. With her? Uh-huh. But as days went on, it really didn't resonate because she started acting 12. Okay. And, uh ungrateful and entitled and so the only currency that I had left to maneuver with Jaylene was like okay girl look I said I was going to take you to the Nobel Peace Prize ceremony but look Mm. I'm not taking you over there because the way you acting we might have an international incident of some sort (laughs) I don't know how they feel about child discipline (laughs) but all I could see is me snatching her up in the black mama way that we do our kids sometimes and then yeah, I'd get lost in the translation. So <laughs> I just told Jaylene, no, you're not going. And then I said in meditation, and I'm like, Lord, who do I offer this honor to? Mm-hmm. You know, who? Because I know this is an honor. Who? Who is going to get it? Who is going to, who is going to, this is going to make a difference to them. This is going to mm-hmm. honor them. And it, Jewel, I promise you, it wasn't even hard. Your name just wow. came up. And I called you early in the morning, oh, didn't my I? Gosh. I remember like, it so ring, clearly. Ring. Hey girl, I what you doing? <laughs> <laughs> you were so casual, nonchalant. Like, oh uh, and when you said it, like, am I dreaming? Did she say <laughs> that she wanted me to go with her to Norway? That wasn't even on my radar. Mm-hmm. All expenses paid. All mm-hmm. expenses paid. <laughs> To Norway? Yes, to the Nobel Peace Prize. I was still in my bliss from coming back from South Africa with you the year before. Yep. So I was just, I was taken aback. I was like, God. And when you just said the word currency, I I tell my, my clients and my audiences all the time, there's a thing called relationship currency. That when you've invested in people and there's a return, when there's reciprocity, when there's respect, when there's like-mindedness, mm-hmm. when spirit meets spirit, when you're you're on the same path, um, magical things like that happen. And yes. here it happened for me. Yes. And I'm like, this is stuff is real. Yes. And, and really, Melanie. After you called me, I just like, she, she's just playing. This she's playing. This ain't going to really happen. That's what you thought about uh, I, South Africa, I too. thought about you South Africa. I, I didn't take you serious. I didn't take you serious. <laughs> then and I, was like, I was like, oh, that's so cute. That's so nice. She's Girl, taking Jaylee. what Jay say you? You better she take She's taking Jaylee. <laughs> and as the time approaches, like, I'm really going. I better get my uh-huh. sweaters and my gloves. No, let's talk about, <laughs> I know we were talking about Norway, but let's just back up to South Africa. <laughs> It was when I sent you the confirmation of your ticket that said yes. paid in full. That's you. <laughs> I was like, that's when you knew. Oh my god, she ain't god. playing. She is not playing. This girl is for real, for real, for real. Yes, yes. And it just filled my heart and my soul because you have no idea when you do when you listen to the universe like that. And my name was whispered to you. It's because I needed it at that time. Mm. It wasn't so much the trip. It was mm. the idea that you saw me in that light. Mm-hmm. And let me back up. And that say, was yeah major. I received that, and then I'm going to back up just 
and piggyback on there, it took my girlfriend and sister from another mother, Joanne Lasoski, to see me see? and put me down on paper to be seen so you know by how the I audience. Felt. Yeah. Right, right. So and and it's that kind of I mean, I just want to offer that as evidence of sisterhood when and and cross-cultural sisterhood where we're we're seeing each other as humans. We see our souls. We we connect at a level that um, each of us are in our own lanes. We know what we do, but that 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 harmony just comes together. It's not. And it it's works. complementary, not competitive. Yeah, because so, you, I know what you're to do. You you understand my gifts. I understand yours, mm-hmm. and you're there to support one another. I love Joanne, and I'm so happy that she nominated you. That she literally saw you. She did, yeah. Because I know when she nominated you, just like, oh, okay, that's like, nice, mm-hmm. girl. Okay, that's all right. Okay, Joanne, yeah, uh-huh. girl, just do what you do. Because she's mm-hmm. my biggest cheerleader. She's mm-hmm. always putting me, putting me into something that I would not put myself into, you know. And that and having people in your life like that that see you that see you differently than they see yourself and they use their resources to open doors for you, that's priceless. Yeah. And that's so that's done for me, and then I try to do that for others. I see it. you doing it. Uh, see you doing it and living it. So I'm challenging the uh, listeners at this time, or, or how, how are you doing it? You know, Absolutely. How are you giving forward? Because our stories forward. Are, are big. We're talking about having done that, we went to Norway. You know, and that's and we went to the Nobel Peace Prize ceremony. So, so you didn't think it was going to happen, and then it happened. <laughs> it didn't happen. Okay, and then I told you, all right. Well, we're going to take a television crew. Yeah, you, I, sis, I'm taking a crew. I'm like, you taking what? Yeah, and I'm going to make it happen. I'm going to raise funds, and we're going to have yeah, the I'm best raise of the thirty thousand dollars. Yeah. I got to do this. With zero in the bank right now, but I'm going to do this. I love how you dream. I love how you dream. I love how you think big. Mm-hmm. That's what you inspire me that way. You don't let any limitation, and you understood how am I going to maximize this experience beyond the one year of being 2018 Peace Queen. You saw this. So you're a strategist. And you saw that I've got to make this, I've got to maximize it. I've got to leverage this. I've got to make sure that it's tied into my lifelong purpose, not just for one year of being the Peace Queen. That was important to rebrand. We were laughing about that earlier because the Greater Tacoma Peace Prize gave me the title as the 2018 Peace Laureate. And then I immediately rebranded myself as the 253 Peace Queen. You know, it's like, I can't help it. I got this MBA Mm. uh, business entrepreneurship You're helping somebody that's listening, right? You are helping somebody right now. And I'm talking, thank you, because what I'm talking about is, yes, the Peace Prize, you gave me this honor for my lifetime achievement. But that's just it. I've been doing it for my lifetime. So thank you. And I will receive the laureate yeah. title that you're giving me. But what I'm going to do to leverage this honor that's right. is make a new brand. And that's where the 253 Peace Queen came in because I can talk about Because that's who now you are the all the time. <laughs> your, your resume, that's who you are. Wherever you are, you're in the battle. You're in the battle. You are the David. You are slinging stones. Mm. You are slinging words. Mm. You are changing policies. You are opening up minds. You're helping people to be critical thinkers. You're you're helping us to know the history that was ripped out of the books. Mm. You are facilitating difficult conversations. And I saw you do that with so much grace in Mm. Norway. We sat in some major offices. Girl, you know, okay. they rolled out the red carpet for, for us. Yes, they did. And I that's what I, I'm just thinking. And you did not Tacoma. shrink? No. 
Mm-mm. You asked the hard questions. Yep. You were direct. And there were moments when they didn't quite know how to respond to you because they never <laughs> thought about some of the questions you asked. Like one of the questions you asked all the time is, how do you define peace? Yeah, what is peace? And and wasn't it interesting how the answers varied on all levels? We were at the Peace Reach Peace Research Institute of Oslo, the Oslo Center for Peace. We were at the Nansen uh, Center Center. for Peace Mm -hmm. and Dialogue, Mm -hmm. you know, and they are the ones that broker those major conversations when there's uh, war and conflict in, you know, the Middle East and everything. We were sitting with Steiner Brun. Steiner has won or been nominated for the Nobel Peace Prize seven times. He was so amazing to listen to. You know, and it was like, You realize that this oppression, this greed is worldwide. Mm -hmm. And it's not just black folks, the Sami people. Right. That's what I was when when I was going there. I had three questions that that I really was looking for. I wanted to know what is peace. Mm -hmm. Right. And what we found out from most people that we talked to is the absence of conflict. Everybody had that answer. Pretty much, peace is the absence of conflict. And then then when we got beyond that, it became segmented into their own lines of work. You exactly. know, pretty much what what part of peace that they were researching. Like the Nonsense Center is all about dialogue. So mm-hmm. they talked about um, their processes to peace, if you will. That's what I remember. And then I was talking about... Um, what does Norway have to reconcile? That was a big one because they're presented to us as the peace n- nation of the world. Right. You know, the right. almost nearly perfect people. Shoot, the president of the United that's States. The gloss, that's the name. glossy resume that well, you were able to break through that glossy yeah, resume. Because the president said we want more Norwegians mm-hmm. to come to America. And I'm like, why? Yeah. You know, what what do you what why do you think he said that? So so we were able to get because, Get to that. Absolutely. Right? And then I wanted to know, uh, what is what is black lives like in Norway? You know, let's find some black people that are from Norway and talk to them. And and so with the, that intentionality, girl, did we do it? I yeah. mean, we did. Because I like the fact that you talked to natural-born Norwegians that are black. Uh-huh. And then the sister the who is from America. Uh-huh, from New York. From New York, who lives there. Yeah. And... Speaks it fluently, has her own business, I believe. Yes, she does. Yes. Mm -hmm. Lisa Cooper. Yeah. And so to get both sides of that and to actually talk about the racism that exists that, you know, they don't want to. We didn't hear about that in the upper echelons because we got the the glossy resume. Mm -hmm. So to hear that, it was very, it was like, okay, now this is what the trip is all about. Yep. And then at the end of the day, did we find the indigenous people? We yes. went straight to the indigenous people of Norway and met up with the Sami people mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. really got the earful it was of heartbreaking. that story. Oh, it, Mara, I thought oh. about it for so long. It was heartbreaking. Mm. Being told that you've got to kill your livelihood, your the livestock, the deer. Mm-hmm. Give up your tradition. No, the reindeer. Yeah, the reindeer. What did I say? You said deers. Did you say okay. deers? Reindeer. I meant reindeer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now that we're saying that, I remember that was on the menu one time. Like, reindeer? We ate reindeer stew. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I just had to. I, I just wanted to taste it. I, I didn't swallow. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't inhale. <laughs> but, you know, but getting back to her story, it was like, it was so heartbreaking and it was like this is not a newscaster talking this is a real life person in her Norwegian 
her, her, wear her attire, her, her sami, with tears in her eyes, knowing that her family lifestyle is in jeopardy. That mm-hmm. she's fighting the fight. She's fighting the good fight, and she had this sense of, "I'm think we may lose this fight." I know. Well, see, let's give some background. I'm gonna give some yeah, background give some to background. our listeners. Yes. In that. Um, the Sami people are the indigenous people of, of Norway. And I learned this in my research before I went to Norway. I work at PLU and we have an indigenous studies program. And the director of the indigenous studies program is Sami. His Can name you is spell that for the audience? S-A-M-I. Mm-hmm. And uh, his name is Dr. Storfell. So Troy gave me background on what's happening and it's very similar to what happened in America absolutely and, you know the Native American people our first people and so he, he I kept asking him what does what does Norway have to reconcile and he said you really want to look into what's going on with the Sami people so I went there with that interest and he set up an interview for us with the second speaker of the Sami Sami parliament, because they have their own parliament. Right. There's the Norwegian parliament, government parliament, and then there's the Sami parliament. So I got high up in that level with um, uh, Gundar, was his last name, Thor. And so when we were having that interview, I was having the interview. You saw me over there. I was having the interview, but in my mind, I was saying, wow, this is not good television. It's kind of boring. Um, he was very measured. Yeah, very and, guarded. You know, very guarded and was, I don't know if I want to say scared, but very hesitant to say much of anything. Mm-hmm. And I thought, hmm, this isn't compelling. And so, Lord, what are we going to do? <laughs> you know, I was like, what are we going to do with this footage? And then I think it was the next day or something where um, that was the day that the we were there when the Norwegian was- government, the parliament actually voted to reduce the number of reindeers that the uh, Sami people could herd. This is their which is livelihood. how they make a li- living exactly. This is they. This is how they live. It's they, like the buffalo disappearing with the indigenous Indians here. It's exactly like that. Yeah. yeah. And so, um, where they have hundreds of of uh, reindeer that they herd and farm, if you will. Now the the government is saying to them, "We know it's best for you, and you can only have seventy five reindeer." And so if you have more than 75, then you have to kill them. And you're going to figure out in your own family who's going to do that, how that's going to do that. We don't really care about how that affects your legacy and your livelihood and how this culture has been passed down to you. That's not we've decided this is best for you. And so and we're going to find you every day that you. Yeah. If you do not comply, we're going to find you every day. So. We were having the production meeting mm-hmm. when the news broke and we saw the protest on the television and there was this woman that was at the front of everything and I'm saying in my mind, geez, I wish she was the one that we could interview. interview. Oh my God. You know, it's like, Lord have mercy. So fast forward, the um, the uh, uh, production meeting is, is uh, over and I told you all earlier, you know I'm a doctoral student, so everybody was gone to bed. I'm in the lobby, it's at night, mm-hmm. and I'm doing my homework. And the hotel doors open, open up. <laughs> and ta-da, there she walks in, the same lady yes. that was 
uh, on the television that I had just asked the universe to send And the to reason me. you recognize it because she was she in was the in Sami wear. In her Sami tribal dress. Yeah. And so I said, oh, my goodness. So, yeah, stay tuned. I got the rest of this story. We'll be back in just a moment. What say you? This is Nate Bowling, host of the Nerd Farmer podcast on the Channel 253 Network. Channel 253 is sponsored by Alaska Airlines. Alaska is our hometown airline. They remember the TAC and SeaTac, if you know what I mean. Just the other day, I saw Alaska running an ad in a local magazine with the tagline, fly like the mountain is out. If Alaska Airlines can be South Sound proud, we can be too, and choose our local airline. I know a few people who work at Alaska. I bet you do too. Sometimes I see them when I fly, and sometimes I see them out and about enjoying life in the 253. And what's awesome is Alaska is the best airline around. Local and the best way to fly, that's an easy choice to make. I'm Nate Bowling, Alaska Airlines MVP Gold, and I fly Alaska. To book your next trip, go to alaskaair.com. Okay, welcome back. I'm in the middle of telling my story about how I met uh, Marit, the our Sami a person that we interviewed, she's a member of the Sami, we, I don't know if we say tribe, Sami community, um, Sami people. I think the, Sami people. Sami people, the indigenous people of Norway. So, so like I said, I'd been asking the universe to, I really wanted to, to interview her, and then boom, there she walks there into how walks you into are. the hotel. That black girl magic. I said, <laughs> I I jumped. I mean, like bolted out of my I seat, know. and I go over to her. Now imagine from her point of view, okay? Because all she sees is this woman coming <laughs> at her, and I'm like, "Hi, my name is Melanie. I'm from America. I've got a film crew. I'm the Nobel laureate, and then we have the Indigenous Studies." I was all over the place. Mm. And she's standing there just looking at me, smiling, and still trying to catch bits and pieces, you know. And uh, finally, I said, can I interview tomorrow? Can I get my crew? You know, I'm like, whoo, breathe, girl, breathe. <laughs> and she took it all in. And then she said, yes. And she yes. came back the next day. Yes. And then the next day, we were able to set up the full the full crew and producers, lights, camera, and get that interview. And I, oh, it was compelling. It that really was, just, was. She told. And the thing that I was uh, curious about was, okay, now you just look like an average white Norwegian. Yes. Why would you be oppressed and why would you stand out? How is it that you are discriminated against in getting a job or how you're treated? And she said, we wear our tribal wear inside out. That's yep. the distinguishing difference. Because I thought, white is white. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you yes. know, you, well, I mean, like, if I mean, she, she didn't like have a, on her, her I, tribal... Yeah. Um, Dress that we, if she was just dressed right. in in some jeans and a t shirt, but that's and, part of their rebellious statements that we're yeah, not going to give up not only know. the deer, but we're not giving up our traditional uh clothing, yeah, yeah. It was incredible. So, I'm that was a highlight for me was to be able to because it was an authentic interview, intentionally go in right. and find out about and not the be oppression, scared. and I wasn't scared. No, I mean, she wasn't scared. And she wasn't scared. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, she, she wasn't scared. And so that's the, when we talk about our takeaways from Norway, she's definitely one of my takeaways. Um, uh, and the Adopt a Reindeer, because they have the GoFundMe page, and oh. you can type in Adopt a Reindeer, and there you can uh, give donations and just help them pay their fines to the Norwegian government 
for because every day that they do not comply, they are fined. And um, and the Adopt a Reindeer campaign is to help pay those fines until they're complaint in front of the United Nations is heard. Yes. Okay, and they have filed a complaint. But it's been really interesting, too, uh, Jewel, since I'm back, I get invited to the Daughters and Sons of Norway to speak. And I tell the story, I talk about the Sami people, and everybody within the Norwegian community, not everybody, but there's some opposition to the story. I mean, when I oh, tell tell what I've learned, you know, I've, I had a man most recently, and I can't remember which group it was, but he just disagreed. He wasn't hostile, but he was just you know, the, colonial, the colonizer. Like, this isn't really true, and this is, this is not that it's really true, but this is what's best for them. Yeah. It's like, how do you tell the people what's best for them? Yeah, the lie just perpetuates. The lie becomes the truth for them. Mm-hmm. And and a lot of them don't even know their own history. There you go. You know, just like we're trying to educate our people the real truth. And you do that every time you go to Africa, all those times that you go and you come back and you're educating us. And you educated me when I went to to South Africa. But it's all about educating people because people are lulled into uh, this deep sleep, and that's why we say stay woke. Mm-hmm. Because stay woke. Cause when you're asleep, anybody can tell you anything. Yeah. And if it makes you uncomfortable, then you want to believe the lie. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm going to ask you the question that everybody asks me, mm-hmm. and I just want to, I don't think I've asked you this this way. Mm. What was it like being in the Nobel Peace Prize <laughs> Ceremony. What was it like oh my just gosh. being in the room, girl? What was what, what was that like? <laughs> I kept saying, I'm really here. It was very regal. It was very somber. But when we looked around and we saw the people of color that were obviously from Africa. From the Congo. From the Congo. And the, girl, wait, let's laugh. <laughs> Dr. Mukegwe had cousins he from had everywhere. Cousins. <laughs> Even in the hotel where we were staying. We're like, oh, that's my cousin. That's my oh, my cousin. God. And we're like, we're here for him. And so we were very vocal. We were very yes. proud. They were oh very proud. And I was just so proud to be in that room, standing next to you, knowing that all of your footsteps, all of your sacrifices, all of your speeches, all of your workshops, all of your people's gatherings, all of your prayers have led you to that moment to be in that space to hear those stories that were heartbreaking mm. of oppression mm. and race and violence. Mm. To hear it, to be, I'm not watching it on CNN. I'm in the room. You're in the room. I'm in the room with the Mm -hmm. peace queen standing next to you. We're holding each other's hands. Mm -hmm. We are crying. We were crying. We are, and you and I, for us to be speechless. Yeah. Both of us, we speak for a living. We were like, like, we're just looking at each other like, uh, we're like, uh, 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 what? We're, We're here. I mean, I took pictures of you walking into the room. Mm. I took pictures of you talking to the people in the reception. Mm. I was in awe of what God had ordained for you for that moment. And you you walked into that space with such grace, but you showed up as Melanie. You networked. You talked to mm. people. We shouted. We we lifted up our hands. We did our... Ah! 
We look. We yeah. showed up from Tacoma. From, yes. That's I was. I, yeah, you hi, I'm Melanie. I'm yeah. from the two five three. Had on her crown. <laughs> I'm the two five three peace queen. Yes, and I'm looking at the people laureate. putting on their earphones. People with different languages, languages yes. and I'm like, I've seen this on television, and now I'm in this room mm-hmm. because of my sister friend's generosity, because of however God sees me as worthy. I'm in this room to see these people. And then we got to see the parade and they're up on the balcony waving and people are just marching with the candles. Don't go go fast past that parade because the parade was, uh, that was, wasn't that something? Oh gosh. Ooh. We. It was so moving. That was moving. It was. It was. It was the peace parade, y'all. They after they have the uh, Nobel Peace Prize yes. ceremony, which is in the early afternoon. Then you leave there and you you know go and relax, change your clothes if you want to, and then you gather and it's this it's this parade of thousands of people. Yeah. And your crew kept saying, "Well, they're coming." Like, okay, how much longer we gotta wait? Let's go get something to eat. Let's go get something to eat. Baby, when I turn that corner. And saw those uh, thousands of white people coming at me with open I, with flame torches. Me like, wait a minute, what is this? <laughs> they had the open flame like, torches coming. I yes. had a flashback to yes. Charlottesville. There you go. In the United States, and then I had to realize, oh wait, I'm in Norway. This is different. And this is the peace parade. But in my head, course, it was, when it's they a came around the corner, it was a trigger of trauma. Ooh. It's like, what's going on now? It that triggered me, and I had to shake myself back into mm-hmm. reality. Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay. Okay, this is a new paradigm, and it this is. is what we're talking about. Yes. And we can, I can be in America and see, I'm saying 10,000 white folks walking with open flame torches and see that as love, you know, love yeah. and Talk peace. about changing your perspective. Yeah, it it, it just changed yeah. my head. But, ooh, but girl, you saw me that first little moment. I said, what the hell? I know it. That's what I <laughs> What's I didn't say, on? what say you? I said, what, what the, the hell? hell? <laughs> That's what it was. Yeah, just that walking was those streets in the snow in Winterland. Yes, yes, tasting their food, looking at families, and remember the the mother and daughter that we interviewed. We talked to. Yes. Oh yeah. On the remember street. the mother and the daughter. We talked yeah. to a lot of people on the street. Oh my gosh, that was yeah. I'm gonna go back into the Nobel room okay. though because I yes. everything you said. I'm gonna say yes to that, and then it was just a moment of deep humility mm. for me mm. to be in that space and and know just with math and you know I'm a businesswoman so in my head it's like mm-hmm. oh there are only a thousand seats in this room and so we're we're two in a thousand you know we yeah. we got a seat we had a seat and the king and queen of Norway are right they, there in front of us, right? Almost and touched to them. To see them walk by and the pomp and circumstance with the horns and all that fancy blue, just crushy velvet. Yes. And girl, then there was Amal Clooney, honey. Remember we yes, met Amal we t- Clooney? Yes, took a picture with her. And we took a picture with her. Mm-hmm. You know, you see her on TV, but they're like, there she is, right there. But it's, everybody was very humble. Yeah. And... But then it was like, okay, now it's over. There's work to do. There is work to do. Yeah. When we we have to tell there. the story. We have to tell the story. And that's what you do so beautifully. And in my own way, I've been trying to tell the story too. Because in my own experience as an African-American woman, as a black woman, I'm, I'm very venomous about telling the story of the oppression of our people. But mm-hmm. to actually be over there and see the oppression 
of other people. It's like, this has got to stop. We need healing. Mm -hmm. We need reconciliation. And what Melanie is doing is creating a ripple effect. And, and for you to be honored like that was just so tremendous. And I'm so honored to be your friend and to be able to witness it. I didn't get a Facebook. I was there. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I was there. Yeah, girl. And I saw you being interviewed and you interviewing other people and people saying, well, what is the Peace Queen and where is Tacoma and what did you do? And, and we were shooting for King 5, too. You yes. know, we got to wake up our South Sound community. Good morning. That was, you know, that was probably the... The the biggest delight for me is to be at the Nobel Peace Prize ceremonies, and I'm saying hi, I'm Melanie from Tacoma. Right, right, <laughs> right, right. I'm from well, really, I'm from Lakewood, you know. But <laughs> oh, but remember, oh, girl, remember the sister girl that we met because I came. I don't know why I was walking this day by myself. And it was, we had just gotten there. And I walked in the hotel and there was this black lady sitting there. Remember? And I said, Oh, yeah. I said, um, Hey, girl. Oh, no, that's you know, right. And, right, right. And she said, Hey. And then we, I said, Can I hug you? Because I hadn't seen any black people. Mm-mm. So I was like, Can I hug you? And she said, Yes. And then we hugged each other. We stepped back and we looked at each other. And then she said, Where are you from? I said, I'm from. I'm from Seattle in the United States. And she says, I'm from Seattle in the United States. And then I said, well, girl, I'm really from Tacoma. Tacoma. And she said, girl, I'm from Puyallup. Wow. (laughs) We have to go all the way to um, Norwood. And she lives right in Puyallup. And then when we were in Frogner Park, remember that was hilarious. Oh, yeah, the couple. We're like, I see black people. I said, Jewel. Sure. There's some black people right there. Let's go. 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 Come on. And we ran, ran up to him. I know I ran up yes, to him. Yes. <laughs> I ran up to him. I was like, hi. And they said, hi. And I'm like, you're, you're black. Are you black American? And they're like, yes, where are you from? And then it turns out they were students on a study away right, trip. Right. But they were feeling the same they were feeling the love. level of love and just pure joy to see someone that looked like you. Yes. You know, it was, I don't know, it's hard to explain. It's hard to explain. When we would walk down the street in in the snow, mm-hmm. and I'm like, I am here in Norway, walking down the street in the snow with Melanie Denise Cunningham. God, how did this happen? And I could cold. not have predicted. And I walked right. and walked and walked. We had such a, your crew was yes. awesome. Yeah. They were so I'm awesome. super blessed. And that's that's probably another takeaway, just like you, you know, and and knowing you and loving you, knowing Joanne, loving Joanne is the ability that I have to keep people in their lane, mm-hmm. you know, and mm-hmm. invite them to do stuff that's fun. That's their passion, too. Yes. You know, like when I get a, a project, if I can say, Jewel, I need you to do just this piece and Joanne, I need you to do this piece because those are your those are that's your mm-hmm. thing. So for my for my uh, director, oh my God, I know most of you all have heard uh, Bill Nye, the Science Guy. Well, my director is the original series director for Bill Nye. His name is Jim McKenna, mm-hmm. and I've known him for many years. And just to call him up and say, hey. Hey, Jim, you want to go to Norway and shoot this documentary with me? And at the season in his life, it was perfect. Mm. And then I said, well, who's our photographer? Oh, hey, well, I know, you know, I do some work with Rick Steves, Rick Steves Travel Show. Yes. 
Um, Peter Rummel is awesome. We should get him. Let me call Peter. And so that's what he did. And so it just ended up that we had an amazing uh, crew of people to be around. And we stayed together for, what, 10 days? We took a train ride. We went to Lilleheimer, right, where the Olympics used yes. to be. It was just, it was, And know. that's what I mean to your listeners. Think about relationship currency. When you can just pick up the phone and call someone and you can be connected to other people with their Mm -hmm. gifts, that's a relationship currency, that you are able to make things happen. You're able to walk in your purpose because of the connections that you have. Mm -hmm. We were told when we were young, it's not always what you know. It's who you know. It's who you know. And when you think of the currencies, if we're going to stay with that metaphor, then remember the currencies come in different denominations. So you got to have big bills. You know, you got to have you some big, high-rolling bills. Go ahead. If you're trying to cross cultures and move things along. So how fat is your wallet? You know, that's (laughs) Just walking around with all these $1 bills with just, Mm -hmm. you know, all the same people that look like you in your wallet. Where is that going to take you? It's not going to take you. You know, I don't even know where that came in my head. I love it, though, because I love metaphors. I love it. But um, let's. I just want to wrap up in terms of thinking about the significant experiences that I had there and and how grateful I am to the Tacoma uh, Peace Prize Committee for selecting me. And my biggest takeaway that I learned on our very first interview, Mm. and that was at the Nobel Institute where they actually um, receive the nominations and deliberate on the nominations and then actually award the nominations. And we went into that room where they stand at the podium podium to make the nominations. I learned from there that peace is is activated from the ground up. You know, that peace is from the ground up, meaning, and, and the guy said, like what you're doing, Melanie. So what I take away from there is that we all have, we all have it in us. Yes. Right? We, we can influence peace. Don't underestimate your ability to make a difference. Yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah. And people say, what can I do? What can I do? You can do what something can I do? right now. You can do something. It's it's what, so I would say what around you that you're interested in that you want to do something. Okay, so where is your passion? Mine is social justice. Mine is racial reconciliation. Yours could be women's rights. Yours could be um, your children mm-hmm. are your passion. What are you teaching your children about being um, peaceful and about racial reconciliation. For example, this hashtag not my Ariel. What the is that mess oh, going on goodness. the Disney Channel and mad because Ariel is now a uh, a black woman, mm-hmm. Halle Bailey, and so you didn't brought um, hate and race politics into children's fantasies. You know, come on, that's that's just so stupid. It is, and so I challenge people on the intentional efforts that they're teaching their kids to be kind and to understand difference and embrace difference. And so, yeah, peace is from the ground From the ground up. up. And the ground is the ground you stand on, the ground your children stand on, the ground that people that you influence stand on. Yes. So what is it that you're doing? Mm-hmm. You know, that's that's all that I'm saying to you all. And what I'm bringing back from the Nobel Peace Prize ceremony is that peace be with you. It be with you. Yeah. It's in you. 
for me, peace is having justice, not just the absence of conflict, but it's when we have justice, mm-hmm. not just for us, but for everybody. Exactly. You know, and so to see how we've got to pay attention to the laws that are being made and all the distractions that we have in the news is keeping us uh, not aware of laws that are being passed mm-hmm. that's going to affect us and affect future generations. So to me, peace is practicing justice and compassion mm. and inclusion. Mm. That's a worry right there. So I'm just going to say I couldn't think of anyone more appropriate <laughs> to travel the world with, but to travel oh. to travel to Norway and mm. be at this unique experience. Jewel Diamond Taylor, I Life thank you. changing, and thank you, my sister. I love you so much. I love you, too. And thank you for having me on your show today. Absolutely. What Audrey, say we, you? What say you? Audrey, we miss you. We look forward to our next conversation when sisters will be back. But I thank all of you all for listening. And peace. Peace. Thank you for listening to What Say You? If you have conversation ideas or want to follow up on what you heard, please contact Melanie by email at melanie at missmelanie.com. M-E-L-A-N-N-I-E at M-I-S-S-M-E-L-A-N-N-I-E dot com. Channel 253 is sponsored by Alaska Airlines. I'm Nate Bowling and I fly Alaska. To book your next trip, go to alaskaair.com. This is Channel 253.